I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. takes place between 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. Good morning, everyone. It's FBC Radio Live. It's Friday. I love Fridays. It's the end of the week. It's the end of the NFL regular season this weekend. We get it kicked off tomorrow, Saturday, with a pair of games. And, of course, it all comes to a halt Sunday evening as we wrap up Week 18. That's right, folks, Week 18 uh, in the NFL, and we get ready for the postseason, which, John, I I mean, it's incredible to think about, but it's here. The final month or so of the NFL season, we're going to be crowning a Super Bowl champion in about a month's time. So, uh, are you ready for it? Are you ready for another annual uh, Aaron Rodgers Green Bay Packers disappointment? No. February 10th, <laughs> he will win his fourth MVP at the award ceremony, and then three days later, he will go out and win his second Super Bowl. That's my prediction, uh, especially if Tom Brady doesn't show up to Lambeau Field on the 30th of January. I'll feel a lot better about that. I'm just, I keep looking at the seedings like they don't have to play in the divisional round because like, it, it appears that Tampa's kind of locked in at three or maybe two so that would mean they don't play green bay till the conference championship game which i think is going to happen mm-hmm. um yeah which will obviously have the you know with many sleepless nights leading up to um <laughs> the nfc championship game i felt that way last year i'm like of all the guys that show up when aaron Rodgers 
finally has home field advantage in the NFC Championship game is Tom Brady? Like, really? Um, why didn't he just stay in the AFC to, you know, make my life a lot easier? But, yeah, no, this is going to be fantastic because you've got some weird teams that are going to make the playoffs. Like, I look at Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and I know later on you want to talk about Coach of the Year. Now, Nick Sirianni, when he was hired, we all kind of made fun of him. It was one of the most awkward press conferences. I think he and Dan Campbell, you know, yeah. finished first and second in that debate, like the weirdest press conferences or the scariest press conferences, initial press conferences when they were named as head coach. But that's an odd team to play, right? Because they can run the football. Jalen Hurts is a winner. The defense is physical. It's like, I don't think the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl, but they could be kind of a weird team to face uh, in a one-off, right? Yeah, they, they, some strange, or they, have, they could lose 44 to 10. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. It's like they, they, they have the potential of hitting a very high ceiling. Um, it kind of... Mm-hmm. All matters if everything kind of falls together. The running game, the Pat Jalen hurts, everything like that. So any NFC, and that, that's I, I'm right there with you, man. Like any NFC team could potentially lose to that team. Is it likely? Right. Probably not. Uh, does it mean Philly's going to go on a long run? I, I would bet a lot of money against it because I, I don't think it's mm-hmm. sustainable. But the beauty of the NFL is all you need it for is for three hours on one particular day. That's it. Yep. So. Um, but I, I do agree with you. I think eventually it is going to be the, the Packers and uh, uh, Buccaneers in that NFC Championship game, um, which <laughs> I know, like you said, you're, it's giving you you waking up with night sweats already, but um, you're just oh, going to have yeah. to deal with the anxiety of that game coming up because, <clears throat> yeah, I, I do think it's going to ultimately be uh, the same result as we saw last year, uh, but it, it will it will certainly add a lot of, <laughs> a lot of intrigue and... Um, <clears throat> certainly some uh uh stress to the to the week and uh unlike some of the 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 short memoried Packers fans out there um I would not take victory laps knowing that Antonio Brown will not be on the field in this game because uh John if you remember Antonio Brown was neither on the field in the regular season matchup nor the playoffs last year uh for the Buccaneers and obviously it didn't matter so um Obviously, the Buccaneers are dealing with a lot more than they were a year ago, having to kind of, and we, we've seen this with the Patriots before in the past. I mean, this is this is pretty familiar territory with, with Tom Brady, and I'm talking about having to readjust on the fly and, and incorporate different things into the offense and, and play a different style of offense really on the fly. And I think, you know, if anyone's able to do that and capable of doing that, it's, mm-hmm. it's Tom, and, and we're already seeing kind of, you know the Cyril Graysons of the world start to start to make a name for themselves because they're getting an opportunity, and that's that's a good thing for the Buccaneers team because they're going to need guys to step up this this regular season of you know dropping nearly two passes on average a game that can't happen in the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. You know I've I've used that a lot as a a ultimate uh, uh, factor in this MVP race, um, but I don't take joy in the fact that this team drops a lot of passes because it negatively affects. Brady's ability to win games for this offense. Now, done a pretty good job of it this season despite that, but again, once you get into the playoffs, like I said, all it takes is one bad three-hour stretch. And, and sometimes it's not even that. I mean, all it takes is maybe oh. two quarters where you're you know, you know, you're kind of out of it, and then that's it. So uh, for the Buccaneers... That think, NFC Championship, yeah. that NFC Championship game last year was 14-10 to 10 late in the second quarter. I thought Green Bay was in good shape. Rodgers gets picked off. I mean, we can debate whether that should have been defensive pass interference but he got picked off and then the hail mary to scotty miller makes it 21 to 10 first series for green bay aaron jones fumbles 
Tampa picks it up and runs it back to inside the 10, and Brady hits, I believe, Cameron Brake with a touchdown. Yeah. It's 28-10. to 10. I mean, that game flipped, and, and Green Bay did make a comeback and probably should have still won the game if Rodgers didn't have a couple of back-to-back three-and-outs after Brady interceptions. But, yeah, it can change, you know, in a moment's notice, right? So, and, and look, as great as our two quarterbacks are, and obviously Brady's the greatest, um, you know, I always have to preface that by saying that so that I don't get you all upset at me. But um, they can have a bad game. As great as they are, they've actually had bad playoff games. Yeah. Um, so, and, and, again, both teams rely so heavily on these guys. I mean, I, I you know, Green Bay does have a better running game. I think the defenses are about the same. They're, they're both capable of being good. Uh, but they both rely so heavily on these, these old quarterbacks that they can just have a bad game and next thing you know they're out. So they, you know, um it, that that's what makes it that's what makes it so fascinating. Well, and, In basketball you got a seven game series. I mean, I can't I, I can't tell you how many times LeBron James has lost the first game of a series and then go on and won it. It's like it's almost like he's almost like the Belichick of the NBA, you know, Belichick steals teams out in the first quarter and then makes the adjustments LeBron's kind of the same way in a playoff series but you don't have that chance in football when it's a one and done and and one of the patterns and this is you know you can you can back it up from a from a Packers standpoint both of these teams uh have a knack for having really slow stretches for any like long extended slow stretches I'm talking about quarter sometimes two quarters um although I think the Packers they're a slow starting team but they ramp yep. it up in the middle and then kind of, you know, the, the yep. second and third quarter is their quarter. Um, the problem with the Bucks, and this, this is where I think, again, I think, look to your point, the, the defenses, I'm not going to argue one or, one is better than the other. They, they've, they've both had their moments where they've looked elite. They both had their moments where they've stunk. So, mm-hmm. you know, to me, and, and it makes sense that they're two, par- two points a- apart from each other when it comes to total points allowed. I mean, they're the same unit. I'm not arguing an advantage one way or yep. the other for either of them. The problem with the Bucks, though, <clears throat> and to your point about how much they, re- you know, these teams rely on their quarterbacks, and and I and I personally believe it's, no, again, this is this is no knock on Rodgers. This is just what do the Bucks have outside of Tom Brady? I mean, really? I mean, this is a mm-hmm. team. I someone I can't remember who tweeted it, but uh, someone put out. Um, you know, basically the records of all games that were one-score games but reversed, which kind of gives you, like, yep. you know, how, an indication of how – it's it's certainly not a perfect thing. It just kind of gives you a, a – You know what? Before you say anything else, Ian, if the Celtics had done that, they'd have the best record oh in basketball. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, don't they're, even they're, – they're No, seriously. They're 2-11 and 11 in games decided oh, by five absurd. or four points. So if you flip that, they'd have, like, the same record as the Phoenix Suns. So yeah, oh, continue it's on, absurd. But I, yeah. I just wanted to drop that in there. But I go. I see what you're saying. Like, you, like Green Bay never gets – well, the first week of the season, they got blown out against New Orleans. But for the most part, they're playing some close games. But continue on with that well, theory because I think it's going to be fascinating. Well, it, it, to me, it's – it's so if, if the Buccaneers start slow – it, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, it can almost be a death sentence for this team because, like, and, and, and by starting slow, I mean if, if Brady has a slow start to the game, they mm-hmm. put themselves in holes that, you know, again, short of a handful of quarterbacks, you're not going to dig yourself out. Like, I don't care that it was the Jets uh, the other day. That team looked right. awful. Awful. I mean, oh. the more information we learn about this whole Antonio Brown situation makes me believe that, you know, maybe there was a little distraction there. Uh, in the first half, yeah, yeah, exactly. You think, um, but like, it's like a drunk that, at a bar yeah. that wouldn't shut up. Well, and, and so to me, I, I look at it. I'm like, man, the the worry I have if I were a Bucks fan is that 
on one of these games, they're going to start a little too slow on offense. And it's not an indictment necessarily on Brady. It's just more or less the amount of, you know, how perfect he has to be. Like, he has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Like, if he throws Mm -hmm. one interception, you know, you're talking about a game that's going to be tight down the stretch because, like, do I necessarily – it's same with Green Bay. It's like, do, am I 100% confident that this defense can make a stop when necessary? That doesn't mean that they can't, and they haven't. Mm-hmm. But right. I'm not necessarily feeling great, you know, in the in the moment, in the situation for either of these teams, especially against both of yep. these quarterbacks. So to me, I'm like, all right, if you're the Bucks, you need to start fast every single game. If you start fast, you're going to win every single game if you jump out to an early lead. Like, even if they struggle and kind of, you know, ease up down the stretch, with they, which they've done in the past, um, I, I feel better about that than them starting mm-hmm. slow and having to yep. – because uh, then, then, then you have to rely on the defense, and then you have to rely on other players outside of Brady making a play. And uh, I don't know if you can get that consistently um, from uh, the Buccaneers. I think you have a little bit better shot of that with the Packers, but again, I mean, these two defenses aren't – I mean, they're top 10 units, but they're like fringe top 10. You know what I mean? Like every, everyone. And, and fringe, I, yeah. I also think they're top 10 units because of the quarterback. Yeah, too, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. They don't, exactly. That's the, yeah. again, the, the, the incredible effect that these two guys have, even the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Tampa's got three Pro Bowl offensive linemen, you know, whatever the bonus is for going to the Pro Bowl, you know, maybe kind of check for 10% of that to Tom Brady, not that he needs the money. But you get my my point. Now you well, same thing with Green Bay. Yeah. You know these quarterbacks make the offense, and they also don't put the defenses in harm's way. And exactly, they play good situational football. The thing is, Green Bay's incredibly slow starting, which is the flip side of last year, where they they were perfect. Like I think they scored twelve touchdowns on their first yeah, drive last like year. Now this year it's completely flipped. So you know maybe the the bye week could actually hurt them uh, or help them. We'll see what happens. Well, well I know that, that's uh, and that's the fu- that's the funny thing is that. The Bucks' strength might be the the Packers' weakness. You know what I'm saying? Like, right? Like, yeah. like yeah. if the if the Bucks can overcome, if they don't start slow, and pack, excuse me, the Packers do. You know, you might it be could looking be 10 at nothing. Very, it could be ten nothing. Yeah. after one quarter, and then that good luck with that, because then Rogers is going to start rolling his eyes, and the crowd's going to get tense, and you know he's quite capable of coming back oh, from that. Absolutely. But you know, Brady's not going to. But Brady's also he's, quite capable yeah. of, you know, making he's it twenty four to seven. Yeah. I was going to say he's no, not going to the Texans and Bill O'Brien and punt no, uh, no, 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 two no, no, points no. in your own zone no. to get Patrick no, Mahomes and the Chiefs. Th- then you're chance. running uphill. And, and, and the thing <clears> is, too, Tampa plays at a very fast pace, mm-hmm. which I like. I I wish Green Bay played at that pace. Green Bay plays at one of the slowest paces in mm-hmm. the league. Even when they're down, he bleeds the clock because, again. Oftentimes he, you know, wants to show you that he's the smartest guy in the history of football and he's reading defenses and all of this stuff and he's trying to draw people offside. And some of that does work. It can slow down the pass rush. You know, when the when the defensive linemen are so cognizant this guy's trying to draw us off, I maybe it saves them three tenths of a second, you know, it is drop back. So that's good. But they do have a tendency to play so slow, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Whereas Tampa can play at a faster pace. So I think they they get into a better rhythm quicker. I think sometimes I, I it was a game against Chicago, not normal to use the Chicago as an example because both Tampa and Green Bay destroyed Chicago this year, as they should. But they, 
then they started to pick up the pace. I'm like, well, I wish I'd see more of that, mm-hmm. you know, where there's a little more free flowing in the offense than, you know, him again, spending 15 seconds at the line of scrimmage, you know, changing plays and winking and looking at, you know, and, and, and sometimes, and Peyton Manning was guilty of this too, mm-hmm. almost like to the point of like paralysis with too much analysis, well, um, and, and where, which is good, is a good thing, but sometimes it slows you down. Yeah. You, I mean, you have to, you have to know when to, and, and to your point, and we, we, I actually, uh, I think we talked about this a little bit on Tuesday. I, I, or maybe it might have been at the beginning or end of last week, but um, the disparity for the Bucks uh, when it comes to first down passing and first down running, uh, success and, and mm-hmm. EPA and all that stuff. It, I mean, it, two opposite ends of the spectrum, and that that kind of plays into that hurry up style of uh, offense, which yep. you know yep. again is is you know certainly um, you know certainly a an advantage when you can execute it properly. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's, that's exactly, you know, the type of thing you want to be able to do. Um, And if you can't, uh, apparently people can't hear you, John. So I'm trying to fix that on the, uh, on my end. Um, It's probably, again, it's probably, it's probably, again, it's a little, a little issue on my end. I might actually just hang up on you right now and then pull you back in Mm -hmm. here in just a second. And you'll just have to agree with whatever I said while you were off the air. So fair enough. Okay. Fair. fair. Okay. Anyway. So, um, let's see, let's get John back up here. Why we do that. All right. There we go. There we go. We should hear that. Anyone hear that? I'm back. All right. I, I think we can hear you only on video. Oh, okay. All right. That's what's going on. So it's some, uh, apparently, Apparently some uh, issue here. Let me know, guys. Uh, Kyle, Joel, if uh, if it's changed or anything like that, and I'll try to try to fix it here while we uh, while we go because we're live and there's nothing much you can really do about it unless you know <laughs> we just blame we just, the cats. Yeah, blame the cats. Blame the cats. Okay, they, they right, got Kyle. something there. Yeah. Good, good. Kyle just said we can hear John now, so we're good. We're we're, we're gravy. We're working so, well. All, all my is... good all my good points were missed then. Yeah, I know. Yeah, sadly, I'm... well, good. Fortunately, fortunately for the good folks out there, the fine folks out there, they can always search for the FPC Radio Live podcast version, which all this audio will be there. So if you want to go back and listen and listen multiple times, uh, please do and, and download that. So um, anyways, uh, again, like I, I'm with you, like uh, these two quarterbacks, I mean, the greatest um, ability they can have is putting defenses on their heels. And I think, uh, you know, hurrying it up at, at certain times, like you don't always want to have the hurry up offense. Let's let's not go Chip Kelly, Philadelphia Eagles. No. Like I mean, I don't know if, how many people remember that uh, absolute nonsense. Like you know the whole fi- you know uh, the whole uh, uh, you know moving the ball quickly uh, era of the um, <laughs> NFL, where it's like oh we're gonna we're gonna just move the ball as quick as possible, make it impossible for our defense to ever catch their breath because we're not exactly. good enough on yeah. offense. Like. And, yep. and that was kind of an adaption of the hurry-up offense that we saw guys like like Brady run for years, where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can run that type of offense when you have a quarterback that makes every decision correctly, you know? And, and you just exactly. don't get that uh, that often overall. So, um, so yeah. It, it's, and you it's, pick it's, your spots with that. You pick your spots with that. You don't run it the whole game. Exa- exactly. Um, exactly. You know, if you're, up, if you're up 17 points, what's the point at that point? You know, like just – it's situational football. We talk about that all the time. And that, that seems so simple, right? And I, I think that's one of the geniuses of Bill Belichick. Well, Patriots I mean, for 20 years were the best team in the league when it came to situational football, like little things that we watch like almost every other team and say, 
why are they doing that? Like, you know, why are they running out of bounds or why are they throwing in this situation? You know, Belichick is a master at that. And that, you know, obviously helped lead the six Super Bowls. Yeah, exactly. And, and you asked a great question. It seems so simple. It is. I mean, it doesn't mean it's simple to execute, but, you know, I, I think, and we're, we're seeing it a lot now with, with analytics and everything like that. I think decisions get overcomplicated. You overcomplicate mm-hmm. things, uh, much to your detriment in football because mm-hmm. football football is already complicated. All right. Like why are you adding more complications to it? And this kind of falls in, into the, under the umbrella of all my complaining about uh, uh, like, you know, the, the, the Sean McVay's, uh, you know, the, the over dramatic, like, like you don't have to, you know what I mean? Like just focus on coaching, like uh, be a coach. Like you don't have to have all the pomp and circumstance around it. You, you know, again, I, I, I kind of rail on him a little bit too much, but he's, he's kind of my go-to guy when it comes to um, complaining about. I think he's good though. I think I, he's a good no, coach I think though. He's, yeah. I think he's a good coach. Again, I, 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 I just, a couple years ago, he was talked about as like the second best coach in the league. And I'm just like, we're doing the same thing uh, we do with players that we do with coaches is, you know, we kind of go all in kind of blindly and then we have to backtrack and readjust expectations when it should be just like let's let's see it play out and you'd yeah. see like after that Super Bowl like as great of a run that is it's like you can see like okay Sean McVay still has a little bit of maturing and guess what that's fine he's younger than me or my age and he's coaching an NFL <laughs> team so like that's that's I mean that's normal so like people act like it's an insult it's really not it's really not so um we're gonna do our our, our picks here in just a moment just a moment and I see there's a blank screen up here, but I, I'm hoping I'm hoping this is just a matter of uh, maybe the camera is not on Mr. Mike Straw. But um, well, if, if he's not here, if we're having some technical difficulties, it might be the Friday thing that we're going to have to deal with today. We can deal with it. But Mike, are you there? Are you there with us? I wish I had a cricket uh, soundbite because <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't look like he is. Um Oh, there we go. Oh, God, look at that nasty jersey. Look at that. For folks out there just listening, it is a Buffalo Bills uh, trash bag. Oh, no, no, it is actually a jersey. I couldn't tell if it was a trash bag or not. But, Mike, oh, no no audio, Mike, no audio. <laughs> like a silent film, right? Yeah, it's, it's a silent film. It's, it's Charlie film. Chaplin. Yeah. It's fine, yeah. <laughs> I, uh... I actually, I, sh- I should have thought about it, but you know, maybe with his with his uh, Spider-Man back, I could have put my mask on. Uh, you should have. Oh, there we go. Here we go. There you we know go. what? There we go. Okay, Mike, welcome to the show. You're on the air with uh, we have John Sapachetti. Uh, also, he's a big Aaron Rodgers honk, and um, but you know, he does appreciate the Patriots. So, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, okay. There's no appreciation <laughs> of the Patriots. Hey, hey, you're luck- like I said, you're lucky. Uh, you're, you're gonna. Um, <clears throat> not have to uh uh hear the uh highlights or the sound clips that i i was going to prepare for the show um but i, I figured it would be a little little uh inappropriate because we're going to have a fun day today we're going to have a fun little yeah. segment here I'm i about- mean and like we talked about off the air you can't yeah. we're, we're at the point of this bill's patriots thing where anything that happened with tom brady is null and void because he's not there anymore yeah i agree <laughs> i agree like john, like john like so uh, the 20 years of ownership and us you know, going full uh, Pedro and calling him our daddy is done. <laughs> yep. No, I, hey, look, I agree. And John's right there with me because, you know, he's a, he's well, a, well, I mean, well, look, I mean, 
since he's left, Buffalo has won three out of the last four games, right? True. And they're going to win the division for the second straight year. So, well, yeah, I we mean, don't know yet. I mean, the Jets could, the Jets could uh, by by some miracle beat the Bills, and I'll certainly be. See, what's going to happen is sports betting opens up on Saturday, in New York, mm-hmm. Saturday at nine a.m. I am putting a my first legal bet on Bills Jets, and it's going to backfire in every way. All right, don't worry. I'm still here. I'm just adjusting my Spider-Man mask. Folks, you're getting a little bit of insight into what I do outside of the show. Yes, this is me. Just take my word for it. Um, This is actually kind of a cool mask. It it works a little bit better. But I'm going to do the rest of the show in this mask. And hopefully... I'm I'm so happy. Yeah, well, I was going to try to figure out a time and place in which to do this. And uh, considering the back of your... um, The back of your... Your 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 uh, chair there is very appropriate and very kind of give me the sign. So hopefully again people will just see this, maybe not move on, jump in and say, "Hey, what the hell's going on here?" And they'll hear us talk about Mike's new show that starts today, and that's one of the reasons why we're going to have you on here. Plus, you're going to help us give our picks here. So, uh, Mike, take it away. I know, I know, I know. There's uh, we've talked about it off the air, and now I'm having trouble seeing my 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 little soundbite thing here. Uh, so if I, uh, if I press the wrong button, just blame it on the Spider-Man mask, you know, sometimes these things aren't, uh, as clear eyed, but I know this, this, this show is without a name. Without one. We need one. Yes. We need a name. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was waiting for. I was waiting to play this one. So it's all right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to put the pressure on you now because again, I understand the, the torment and, and everything that goes into trying to come up with a name. It's, it's torturous. But it will air at 3 o'clock today. So take it away, Mike. Yeah, I have, I have no pressure to come up with something. I was going to go with Mike Saves Hockey, but again, it sounds so pretentious. <laughs> Is that a bad thing, At this though? point, I might as well just embrace it and embrace that I'm the only one that can save the game of hockey and make it what it is or what it should be. So I don't know. Maybe I just pull on this whole Colin Coward gimmick and I just – Go around and I'm better than everybody. Or I'm Nick Wright. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hey, I, I, I'd be He's okay. knocking my boys. Mike's <laughs> knocking my guys. I'm big Colin Coward, Nick Wright guy. And Shannon so Sharp. Like, Those are my three faves. I like Colin. Nick can yeah, get Yeah, we can agree on that. that you and I. Uh, oh. yeah. I, lo- Nick, I love Nick Colin I are... because at least he backs his st- – What even if people can't stand his takes, he at least sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Nick Wright sounds well, like someone who was abandoned at the high school dance by a fan by every by someone who was a fan of every team, not the Chiefs, and he may, he has like a vendetta against everyone. Yeah, it's, Nick, it's, Nick and I are big LeBron James guys, so we we do uh, connect oh, on so that. Then you're just terrible. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm smart. That's, I'm smart. That's what I tell. That's what I. That's what I tell John every day, and not so many words. You should have heard us yesterday arguing about the MVP. <laughs> um, but it's all. It's all good. It's all fun here. It's good to have these. Uh, uh, you know, off the wall, different uh, different ideas when it comes to the show. No, look, I, or it comes to opinions. But I I like the idea of the show because I, I like. As long as Mike, though, this is this is this is contingent on this one thing: you must rail against the shootout. If you oh, want to I, save hockey, oh, get rid of the shootout because 100%. I for, I've hated that thing for I've hated that thing longer than I've hated anything in my entire life. Because the moment it was introduced, post two thousand four, I think the first thing out of my mind was or mouth was, "This is awful." 
I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And every year that goes on, I hate the shootout even more. I, with the shootout, I liked it when I was in high school when it came around. And then I became an adult and <laughs> realized it's terrible and ties are so much better. Yeah. Um, I don't even like how they have overtime set up right now. So th- there's a lot of things like I, that, I, that I would fix. I The reason I hate the shootout and I know we're, we're talking about being adults and being mature and I'm sitting here with a Spider-Man mask on, but you're just going to have to, you're just going to have to get past that. Um, the you reason how we take this seriously. I, well, that's what I'm, I'm sitting here trying to make a big point. Like I'm going to start, you know, railing against Antonio Brown, but you know, you're just going to have to get past the look that I have right now. Um, you look as obnoxious as he sounds. <laughs> that's good that's good that's why that's why john and i are a good team you should you should you should be here on days where i talk about tom brady and you might change your mind on that one uh but the way i look at it and the way i look at the the shootout it's it's too much of a gimmick it, it changes the 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 spirit of the game like when i'm watching a hockey game you know you watch that back and forth the intensity the line changes non-stop action and all of a sudden the change the, the game changes none of that applies to a shootout and that's where that's where I have a problem because once you start implementing situations that aren't hockey or aren't whatever whatever sport we're talking about, if we have problems with their overtime or whatnot, that's when I think the issue becomes a, a reality. And and that's where I think hockey. Look, I understand why they did it. Um, it certainly uh, helps bring in uh, some casual fans, which is what you want. If you're a hockey fan, you want casual fans. You want the sport to grow because you want to see it get better. I just hate the shootout with every fiber in my body, and I, I think I might even put that on my gravestone if the shootout is still around when I pass. So, um, so yeah. So as long as as long as that is your first here, point, here lies Ian, the shootout killer. Yeah. <laughs> and look, look. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it like some people sit there like I, I was a goalie growing up. Okay. That, that was my job was to stop pucks. Just like Tuka Rask, my boy coming back big, you know, young, young kid down in Providence, making some names for him, making some noise down, man. There. You were just set up for failure from the beginning. Weren't you? Which is where you grew up. <laughs> well, hey, Hey, kind of, I don't want to say I feel bad for you, but wait, the four, feel bad for you. first 14 or so years of my life, you know, we, we, we had, uh, you know, I was born in 80, 86, you know, I was born in 86. So until about, you know, 2001, when the Patriots won their first of six Super Bowls, including around that, you know, they went 32 and three against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, <laughs> hey, look, they won their Super Bowls. Okay. I know we weren't going to bring up the past, but you know what? I, you again, opened the door. <laughs> I don't remember any of that. Yeah, that's true. That's I was a- so little. If I was, I've always said, if I was the age I am now, or like say like 18, 19, 20, and that happened, there's no way I would have watched another Bills game again after yeah. that second Dallas loss. I would have, I would have completely jumped alliances. Like I like the Cincinnati Bengals because when I was a kid, I liked Tigers, and it's like, yeah, I'm gonna like this team. But I, I would never have watched another Bills game again. Your instincts are uh, something to be desired. Or la- <laughs> like considering the the two teams you latched onto, it's like the Bills are the Bengals. Like <laughs> uh, masochist, man. Cincinnati Reds baseball fan. Ooh. Buffalo Sabers. Like I, I like the Toronto Maple Leafs because that was my dad's team. So I grew up watching that. It's like I just don't like winners. The only yeah. <laughs> semblance of winner sports fandom is a soft spot for the Yankees because my dad was drafted by the Yankees back in the sixties. And he's a major That's Yankees cool. fan before that and after. So it's like, all right, 
I support, I, I root for the Yankees. Like the Reds are my team by far, but it's like, it's not like I have this like undying loyalty to them to where I'm like proud of the championships. Cause I don't care enough. I just like, I root for them if they're in the playoffs. Type yeah, thing. no, that's fair. I, like, I made I made a lot of money betting against the Bills in those Super Bowls. I mean, I'm ancient. I'm 58 years old, but yeah, I made a lot of money betting against the Bills in the early 90s. It was good. I, I was Only gonna, on the Super Bowls. I was going to say you and John might get along. I mean, John's a big Aaron Rodgers fan, and talk about latching your 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 wagon to losers. I mean, good guy. Ooh, I mean, that's a, that's a guy oh. who who's come up short more more often Ooh. than the Buffalo Bills, in my opinion. But not hey, nice. That's just keep well, it up. I'll show my toe. Super Bowl. <laughs> He's won. He's won a Super Bowl. Make what? sure it's the left foot. Hold on, hold on. How, how long ago was that? I need to take out my calculator to, to figure okay, out how Uncle long Skip. ago that was. Uh, Uncle Skip Bayless over so, here. That was eleven years ago. So before before we jump in, so every Friday, John and I give our picks for the weekend, and, and Mike's going to join us this uh, during this uh, this segment here in a minute, but. Before everyone uh, forgets, 3 o'clock today, uh, check out Full Press Radio on Twitter, obviously on our Twitch channel on uh, twitch.tv slash fullpresscoverage, uh, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you can get that, and of course on Full Press Radio if you want to just listen to the audio and you don't want to look at his Bills jersey, uh, I recommend that. Oh, I won't have the Bills jersey on for that. Okay, show. all right, okay. So, so, so don't worry, guys. You don't <laughs> have to stare at that. Uh, <laughs> but tune in 3 o'clock today and every Friday we're going to have uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun, and I'm sure Mike's going to have a lot of fun because as much as we like to joke and kid with each, with our, with each other, uh, Mike puts on a good show, and I think people out there, if you enjoy this, you're going to enjoy that, and I think it's going to be a fun addition to our Friday lineup, which uh, especially with football season just uh, wrapping up, we're going to have to, you know, gonna have to get some more entertainment out there and i think uh you know this 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 goes to show how much entertaining or how entertaining it could be uh just based on on what we do here so three o'clock today tune in be sure to interact you can tweet them you can call them whatever the name of the show ends up being you can criticize it or honestly i'm leaning towards just being pretentious i like it i like it at this point you know what i in, in, in Buffalo, we have we have a reporter. There, there's Jerry Sullivan, mm-hmm. um, the one who asked Mike after the first Patriots game. The reporter who asked Hyde and Poyer if they thought mm-hmm. that was embarrassing losing to a quarterback who only completed two passes. One I pass. love that guy. I love Jerry Sullivan. He's awesome. So I used to. I grew up not liking him because younger. I'm like, why do you always gotta be negative? Why you gotta be a cynic about everything? Why do you gotta hate? <laughs> I am turning into that. <laughs> nice. it, it only makes sense. And it's like, I get the whole let people enjoy things, but I want them to enjoy what's fun, not what they're told to enjoy. <laughs> so the older I get, the more I realize I'm him. Uh, hey, that's not, that's, not a, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, look, I, I think there's you got to find a balance between positivity and negativity. Uh, especially when you're covering sports, because there's a lot of both to it. So, you know what? Have some fun with it. Be be that guy. You know, be that guy that tells everyone that they're right. And just as long as you know, at at some point, you say, "Hey, you know what? Maybe I was wrong here." You're good. You're good. You're good. So, I am pulling up as soon as I pull it up here. There we go. Uh, we're gonna get the picks screen up here because we got about 15 minutes to fly through a bunch of these games, and I want to get your thoughts, particularly, particularly with uh, games that involve both the Patriots and, of course, the Bills. And now that my screen is bigger, I, I must say that I look pretty darn good in this mask. Um, I might just start using this as my going-out mask and just forgo any sort of, uh, any sort of uh, uh, you know, 
embarrassment uh, that may come with walking around as a grown adult you, with a Spider-Man mask. But you know what? Hey, you are in Florida, Ian, so nothing really would surprise anyone down there. I mean, you know, it's quite capable of a lot of people wearing this. But what do the cats do when they see you in the Spider-Man mask? Uh, well, they're all sleeping right now, so I, I, yeah, I, I could not. Cats, uh, I, I, yeah, exactly. They probably don't care. They yeah, probably they don't, don't care. even care. They don't care. Yeah. It's all right. They'll look at me funny, but, um, you know, I, despite what you may think, John, I do not make a habit of uh, wearing this around the house too much. Some days, not all the time, but anyways, all right. Week 18, we got two games on Saturday, Kansas City at Denver, Dallas at Philadelphia uh, to kick off the final week of the regular season. And, and look, there's, there's still a lot to be played for for a lot of these teams, uh, including a team like Kansas City who – despite what Nick Wright said or has been saying about how they're the most dangerous, uh, uh, obvious Super Bowl. I mean, it, it's again, at some point, even the most, uh, the biggest fanboy of a certain team, you got to realize you got to be objective and objectively Kansas city is a pretty good team. Okay. They, they have moments. They look good uh, defensively at times. They look good offensively at times, but then opposite happens and they look like a team that has, you know, had an up-and-down season, and I think that's what you're going to get. So, uh, tough loss for them because I think, again, Tennessee looks like they might be rounding into form at the right time. So, let's dive into it. Kansas City at Denver, first game of the slate, and it starts tomorrow at 4.30. Uh, I will start. I'll throw it down to Mike, and then uh, John can uh, bring up the caboose uh, because he's not on camera and uh, he's on the phone. So, first up, uh, I, I do like Kansas City to win this game. I, I you know... I picked against them last week, and I was right. Uh, I, I, I don't want to uh, push that luck anymore, and I do think going into Denver at the end of the year is, is, is a little bit easier than playing midseason. So I'll take the Kansas City Chiefs in this one in, in a pretty close matchup, but uh, Chiefs nonetheless. I'm thinking Chiefs in a, in a blowout. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't. They want to go into the playoffs on a high note. Denver can't compete with them. If Denver had a quarterback, I'd have a different conversation, but Denver can't compete with them. They're going to be angry about the way they lost that game to Cincinnati. And you want to go in knowing you probably lost the number one seed because of that. I, I think you want to go in full momentum. And I think, it, I think it's a completely one-sided game. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Yeah, I agree, I, Mike. I think it's going to be Kansas City pretty easily, and it'll be this one song for Denver head coach Vic Fangio. Yeah, so we got, <clears throat> excuse me, Dallas heading to Philadelphia for the nightcap. Um, Dallas, obviously, uh, right in the thick of the, the top of the NFC. Uh, Philadelphia is, is we, John and I talked about them a little bit earlier. They, they can certainly play spoiler here for any NFC team if they just hit, hit the right time at the right day. Uh, I do like, like Dallas in this one. Um, this is a team that obviously, you know, had some up and down moments throughout the year, but they're in a great position now to, to really have a good, uh, setup for the, for the playoffs. So give me, give me Dallas in this one. I do think it's going to be close because it is a divisional matchup and I, I tend to lean that way with those. So. I, I'm going to say th- this is tough, but I'm going to lean with the home team. I'm going to say Philly. Uh, I, I don't. At the beginning of the year, you had me. I, I would be shouting the praises of Dallas, but there's something up with that offense. I don't know if Dak's still playing her or what's going on. There's something up with that Dallas offense where they just don't look all that right. The defense is mm-hmm. hit or miss. Trayvon Diggs is not that good. Uh I think Philly and they're going to go into the playoffs with the biggest momentum because I, I honestly see Dallas as a team. They're a wild card division loser um, or division winner loser. So Phil, I'm taking the, the Eagles just because Jalen Hurts seems to be figuring out a role to make him productive. I like Philadelphia as well. Dallas is kind of locked in at the four seed. They're going to rest some of their players. Maybe Dak doesn't play much. They're being hit with COVID at this point, and Philadelphia is just on this roll. So I think Dallas rests their key components. Philadelphia gets this win, and, and Dallas is just locked in at the four seed, and they'll play either Arizona or the Rams in the wild card. And I agree. I Obviously, Arizona won at Dallas last week, and I think the Rams are certainly quite capable going into Dallas and beating the Cowboys. Uh, next, the first <clears throat> excuse me, of our, let's see, Sunday slate is it's, Guys, it's, it's kind of hard to see through these when you're trying to squint and re- read these things. So just <laughs> if I struggle, if I say something wrong, then just uh, chalk it up to that. I'm, I'm usually swinging around tall buildings, not reading uh, when I have this mask on. Uh, so, But anyways, you have Cincinnati traveling to Cleveland, take on uh, – I don't know. I, I don't think either of these teams are going to have their full complement of players. I, I think Joe Burrow's sitting out. I think, obviously, Baker Mayfield's not playing. Um, flip a coin. I'll, I'll take Cincinnati because even on the road, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, like, honestly, like, I have no reason to pick them over Cleveland and vice versa because, again, without your starters in there, without some of your big key, key players – I don't know what's going to happen, but I do think Cincinnati's a better overall team, so give me the Bengals. This is the NFL got rid of the fourth preseason game for an extra yeah. regular season <laughs> game, but the Browns and Bengals are giving them that fourth preseason oh, yeah. game. Oh, yeah. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. The Bengals, so there's that off chance the Bengals, if both the Titans and Chiefs lose and the Bengals win, they'd be the number one seed, but they know the likelihood of that seeing as who both teams are facing isn't going to happen. Burrow not playing is smart. Who knows? Mixon's not going to be in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Who knows if Chase plays? There's just no point. I'm probably going to go Cleveland, um, which hurts because there's no team I despise more than the Browns, <laughs> to be honest. I don't. I mean, it's it's a swan song. I mean, Baker's not going to be there next year. Who knows Stefanski, even though he was praised as the Browns got their man and the savior of the city. And it's like, okay. Um 
But you know, said, Browns end the season with a win. While Ralph Kruger in Buffalo too at one point. Yeah, that was a joke. <laughs> uh, the I, Browns get their win, and the Bengals laugh it off to the postseason. I like Cleveland too because I'm so smart at picking games. I actually picked Cleveland to win the Super Bowl this year, and they can't <laughs> oh, even yeah, qualify right. for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, seven teams make the playoffs, and none of them are named the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland's like the perfect team that. A meaningless game, as Mike said, this is like the fourth preseason game that they just go out and have like the game of the year. Case Keenum plays well and, you know, they sack the Cincinnati quarterback, whoever the hell that is, you know, 11 times. So I'll take Cleveland in this game because Cincinnati is just going to rest people and and end up being the four seed and, and probably play the Patriots in the wild card round. That'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. Mm. Um, <clears throat> next, we have the Packers at the Lions and um... – with the Packers having wrapped everything up, of course, of course, Aaron Rodgers is going to do anything he can to try to get himself as the front runner for MVP. And uh, obviously, anyone who's ever listened to me over the last couple of weeks knows that I believe uh, that he is not right now. And he, um, and there's a reason why they're playing this game because I think it actually matters to him. I think this is a something that he wants to win the MVP award. So you know what? Go out against Detroit, the two and thirteen Detroit Lions. Um, the Packers are going to win this game. I mean, it's it, again, it's the Lions. Uh, the Packers aren't going to be sitting anyone. So, yeah, give me the Packers. Lions almost beat the Packers at the beginning of the year. Lions are going to win this. Oh, game. I like you, Mike. <laughs> I wasn't going to say plus, it, but plus my my MVP is not a quarterback. That's fair. My MVP, I'll, we'll t- we'll talk about when we get to that game. But yeah, the Pack, Packers going to lose to the Lions. Packers are another team. They're going to, I mean, granted, they got the number one seed. It's weird. I like Green Bay as a organization. I love the small market, yeah. but Aaron Rodgers went from one of my favorite players to realizing he's just a total <laughs> words I'm not going to say. Richard? Yeah, yeah, Richard. Richard. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Richard. No, that's an insult to a Richard because that's my middle name. Hey! He's okay. way worse than that. Hey, what do you know? <laughs> that's my middle name, too. What do you know? How about that? So, but no, I'm going to say different. the Lions my, get the win. My because middle name they... is John. Oh, well, yeah. John, John, well, actually, John, my middle John. name is Joseph. Joseph. I'm sorry. Uh, I even forgot my middle name. Yeah. John Joseph. <laughs> That's what happened. I think they thought old. I was going to. I thought that. Yeah, exactly. I, I can barely remember my last name. I think they thought I was going to be Pope one day. John Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, Detroit, they love playing for Dan Campbell. They, they seem to like once they get the pieces in place, uh, I, I think they end their year on a high note. Aaron Rodgers has always been my favorite player. He remains my favorite player, partly because he is a Richard. I think he's the most interesting man in the NFL. I think he's going to throw one touchdown pass early and then sit down so that he'll have that nice 36 <laughs> touchdown to four interception ratio, which is nine to one, uh, which is a pretty good ratio of touchdowns and interceptions. I think he'll throw one to Devontae Adams and they'll play one quarter, or maybe halfway through the second quarter. The problem is it, 10 years ago, Green Bay was in a similar situation. Of course, he's the only guy that's still on the team, but they were the one seed. They had clinched going into the last week, and they had that crazy game against Detroit where Matt Flynn threw six touchdown passes. And then they had the bye week, and then they were completely flat and lost to the Giants in the divisional round. I think they want to stay somewhat sharp. I'm scared as hell because Dan Campbell's such a lunatic yeah. that, you know, I can just picture him before the game talking about biting kneecaps. And, like, <laughs> if I'm Green Bay, if Rodgers throws ten passes, make sure you do it with max protection. 
so that he doesn't get touched because, you know, Dan Campbell's a lunatic. But I think Green Bay will find a way to win because Detroit always seems to find a way to lose. So, But it's a meaningless game. It's, this is like another preseason game. Well, I, I, I trust me. I, I, I hope Mike's right and I'm wrong. So uh, <clears throat> next we have Minnesota hosting Chicago. Minnesota, uh, I, I believe Kirk Cousins is, Cousins is on track to be back, but I, I, I'm not 100% sure on that. Doesn't um, matter. Yeah, I mean, I guess it really doesn't matter. I mean, both of these teams, I mean, I'm going to pick Minnesota because they're at home, but would it surprise me if, if Chicago somehow pulled this out of their ass? No, because – it's not so much of a credit to Chicago, but more or less a discredit towards Minnesota because, well, they're the Minnesota Vikings. So, uh, yeah, give me the Vikings in this one, and I, I say it with, with the utmost lack of uh, confidence. This is the only game on this slate where both coaches will be fired on the next day. Uh, and I'm going to take Chicago. I'm going to take Matt Nagy getting a win uh, in his final game over Mike Zimmer. Yeah, I, the, I could agree more with those points, and I think Chicago's going to win because they're they're kind of finishing pretty strong. Or, well, for the Bears, uh, where Minnesota looks like he's kind of given up, and and uh, I'll take the Bears in this because Minnesota won at Chicago a few weeks ago, and it, these teams tend to always like split. So I'll take Chicago to pull off what would be an upset. All right, next we have Washington heading to the New York Giants. Uh, I just don't care at all about this game i really don't i I just i have no interest i have no i I just don't care so guess what i'm just gonna my 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 ian tingle is telling me i'm gonna go with the giants at home because why the hell not (laughs) tie nice yeah that'd be perfect that would be perfect i'll take the giants too i because i just want to hear joe I just want to see the Giants win the last game and hear Joe Judge talk about how they're headed in the right direction. Speaking of uh, heading not in the right direction, uh, Jacksonville hosting <laughs> Indianapolis. Um, I have a feeling that maybe, Mike, this is the game that he was he was talking about. And I'll be interested to hear the case because I, I, I almost, um, you know, I, I appreciate what Jonathan Taylor has certainly done for this Colts team, and I think they're going to win this game. Um, I just... I, it's, it's hard for me, my philosophy when it comes to, and again, maybe I'm assuming too much here, Mike, that this is going to be your, your, your MVP pick, but um, <clears throat> just the way the nature of the game's played, it, it's hard to, it, it, for me, it's hard to put a running back over a quarterback, especially if a quarterback or quarterbacks have had seasons like they've had the last couple of years. It's hard for me to put them over in the MVP race. Um, I do think they win this game in Jacksonville, and I think he has a pretty pretty fine afternoon uh, because of it. And I think, I, it, correct me if I'm wrong, he's at 17? I, I should have actually put, uh, to check this out before, but his, his yardage total, he has he has a chance to, to move up there in the record books a bit. But uh, give me Indianapolis on this one. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Taylor, to me, is my MVP. And, and usually I'm, I'm in the boat of quarterbacks, but every, it seems even mediocre quarterbacks have these ridiculous years. Mm-hmm. So it kind of undervalues it to me a little bit. And I don't know. I think Devonta Smith winning the Heisman, I know college and NFL different, but Smith winning the Heisman as a wide receiver changed my perspective on how people vote and think now mm-hmm. a little bit. And Taylor Indy wouldn't even be sniffing playoffs if it wasn't for Taylor at all. And I know you can make the same case for Green Bay with Jordan with Rodgers versus Jordan Love. You can make the same case for Brady with whoever they decide to trot out there. 
But Bruce Arians, I think, is one hell of a coach anyway. I think they'd be sniffing it, just not as good as they are. Uh, but Jonathan Taylor, like they're Indy to me is a five-win team without Jonathan Taylor. But so so my mind, my my brain says Colts, but my heart is hoping for a Jacksonville upset for a reason we can get into later. Ooh, ooh, I like mm. it. Okay. I like it. Speaking of ties, um, I I don't think Jonathan Taylor should be the MVP. I think the top three candidates should be quarterbacks. Uh, Rogers, Brady, and Joe Burrow in that order. But I, I think Indianapolis still has a good defense and a great offensive line. And I know we like to rail on Carson Wentz. He's been okay this year. Um, they also play in the division where they play the Texans twice and the Jaguars twice. So, you know, you should be in playoff contention if you're competent. And Taylor's not having anywhere near the season Adrian Peterson had back in 2012 when he won the MVP, the last running back to be MVP. So I, I, he's had a really good year, Jonathan Taylor. He's, he's special. But you see the value of the running back. I mean, Derrick Henry goes out, and Tennessee's probably going to be the number one seed, even though we missed a half a season. I think Henry's a better player than Taylor. Back to this game, though, yeah, Indianapolis should win. Uh, and secure one of the wild card spots. Um, so I'll, I'll go with that. I mean, Jacksonville is just my lord. They, I, I swear, the teams we watch Monday night in the national championship game. If you took the best players from Georgia and Alabama, I think they could beat Jacksonville. I never say that. I'm talking two teams, not one. I think that would be the case. Um, they're just god awful. Well, I mean, look, they haven't. What uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence hasn't thrown a touchdown since what Halloween. Oh. <laughs> or at least exactly yeah if i i do too because I, 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 I i do believe that you know <clears throat> look some of the responsibility does fall on him because i do think it's pretty easy for and we're seeing it kind of with with matt stafford like he he's who he was in detroit i i, I think for especially all the off season we heard oh well just wait until matt stafford gets out of detroit well Matt Stafford's kind of the same guy, and 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 I certainly think that uh, Trevor Lawrence can do better um, in a different situation. But I think it's also it would be foolish on his part, and I'm not saying he's doing it. Uh, it would be foolish on his part part to chalk up all his struggles to just being on the Jaguars, because then in mm-hmm. that case, all of a sudden you you start to just you know pass the buck a little bit, and that's that's I don't think that's the case. So I'm with you. He needs to get better coaching, better just situation and uh unfortunately it's gonna have to happen in jacksonville because you know what what's what are you gonna do anyways anyways pittsburgh heading to baltimore uh big ben's swan song i guess you know his last game although although pittsburgh is in the playoffs and and could possibly keep that spot because i don't think baltimore is any good i don't even care if lamar jackson is playing or not like this is a team that uh as much Credit as people want to give John Harbaugh has lost games because of coaching. They've lost games because of core, poor play uh, from the quarterback position and, and others. And they've lost games that they probably should have won. And I think that's going to happen again today. Like, I think Pittsburgh is somehow I, – I, I can't figure it out why. I think they're going to win this game. So give me Pittsburgh on the road. Tie. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Baltimore because I want a way for both teams to make it to the playoffs. Um. <laughs> And but I, I just Ben Roethlisberger deserves nothing in life. Um, and Baltimore, granted, yeah, I don't even if Lamar plays, I don't think he's even. I don't think he's going to be fully healthy. He's just going to play to play. But I, I still would take Huntley as a better QB option than Ben. Mm-hmm. 
at this at this point, obviously. Uh, I, I think the Ravens, I think they come out and I, I'm basically giving it to them because they're at home. Yeah, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh, uh, partly because I, I think that TJ Watt's probably going to go nuts, break the sack record, and will have a huge impact on the game. So, again, this is another game that's essentially a, a preseason game, although we're going to see Ben Roethlisberger, I'm sure, play most of the game. But I'll, I'll take Pittsburgh in this game. Uh, next, we have Tennessee, the Titans we were just talking about, heading to Houston. Uh, Tennessee, look, we talked about Derrick Henry. The guy's getting ready to come back, and this could be the the – uh, you know, we, we spend so much time during the season talking about the Chiefs, the Bills, the Patriots, and all that, and rightfully so. I mean, they've all had moments. But this Tennessee team has, despite the injuries, the absence of Julio Jones, the underperformance of Julio Jones, the absence of Derrick Henry, the the up-and-down defensive season that they've had, all of a sudden are sitting pretty in the top seed. And all of a sudden you get Derrick Henry back for p- potentially two games in the AFC. That's that's a pretty good situation, and I think they take care of business today against Houston to to, you know, make sure that they get this one seed and lock it all up. So give me the Titans on this one. I thought the Titans were dead in the water when Henry went down. Me too. Me too. Guilty of uh, man. Kudos to Mike Vabrell and that staff mm-hmm. and getting what they can. The Titans are going to win this game, but I to say I'm impressed is an understatement. Mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. I had him dead in the water as well, uh-huh. and and now I look at him, I'm like, I mean, this is a team that might just be set up perfectly to go to the Super Bowl. Two home games, and I think they match up pretty darn well with all the potential matchups that they could have, considering <laughs> you have Derrick Henry. So, John? Yeah, I mean, surprisingly enough, Houston beat them earlier in the year, which was one of the shocking games of the year. But yeah, Tennessee should be Right here, they realize that if they win, they're the number one seed. You get the bye week. You get Henry back with even more rest. Uh, you know, maybe Julio Jones and A.J. Brown are closer to 100%. They've only had, I believe, four games where they've had Brown, Jones, and Henry together. That's scary. And that's scary. And, and I think someone brought this up, and I'll agree with them, that could you find more physical players? That You can't find more physical players than those three guys, right? I mean, Henry's 6'4", 250. Those two wide receivers look like tight ends that can run. I mean, that's a physical team. We know what Vrabel is as a coach. So, yeah, they could be set up to, to crash the Super Bowl party because everyone's talking about, oh, Kansas City and Buffalo and isn't Belichick, you know, got a chance to bring the Patriots along. And uh, they could be the number one seed. And, and, again, they beat Kansas City handily earlier yeah. this year. They beat Buffalo. You know, they, they've had some really impressive wins. They went into L.A. and, and physically beat up the Rams. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I like them here. they got to take care of business because Houston's been pesky. I, I give David Cully credit. I mean, that looked like they was a total tank job, but, and they've battled in many games this year. Yeah, I mean, you can't write off the Texans, certainly not, uh, you know, like we did earlier in this season. Um, but, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I'm right there with you. Tennessee might be that uh, Super Bowl pick for me. All right, 4 o'clock games, another game I don't necessarily care too much about. New Orleans at Atlanta. Give me Atlanta because I who the hell is going to play quarterback for New Orleans? Um, I, I hope it's not Ian Book because he's he's bringing the stock <laughs> of my name down drastically. Uh, you but, do that enough. Yeah, well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like I, I do enough damage. <laughs> I don't need someone else to do it uh, for me. Um, so yeah, in this game, I, I got to go with Atlanta because I mean, at least Atlanta has some ability on offense. 
I don't know if you get that with uh, New Orleans. So give me the Falcons it's, it's, at home. I think Atlanta wins solely because they lost their playoff chances last week when they lost to Buffalo. And they'll be the they like it's no better revenge than or way to end the season than costing a division rival a chance at the playoffs. How the Saints can win make the playoffs, which is insane to me. Like they have to win and San Fran has to lose, but how they even are in this spot with that ro- rolling carousel of quarterback quarterbacks uh is beyond me. But I'm gonna take the Falcons just because it'll put the, the death knell into the into the Saints. I'll take the Saints only because they'll have the best unit on the field. Their defense, which has been outstanding this year. So, I'll, and again, Atlanta won at New Orleans earlier. These teams tend to always split their matchups, and oftentimes the road team will win. So I'll, I'll go with New Orleans, who's still alive. Like like Mike said, if if San Francisco loses to the Rams, which is a real possibility, the Saints could sneak in. And, and that's another weird team, right? We talked about Philadelphia being that weird team that no one wants to play. Like, the Saints have no quarterback, but they have a hell of a defense. And, you know, they're quite capable of really – frustrating another offense because so i'll take the saints in this matchup next next you have the buffalo bills hosting the new york jets and what really is not a meaningless game considering uh you know that the afc east is technically still up for grabs so um you know what maybe you call me peter cox and say i'm, I'm the king of wishful thinking here <laughs> but i'm gonna go with the new york jets with the upset in hopes that the Patriots can usurp and overcome and take that AFC East lead with a win later in the day. So give me the Jets, and hopefully you guys don't remember this when I'm wrong on Monday. Yeah, you, uh, the Bills are winning. Like It's, it's the Jets. The <laughs> surprise, Jets surprise. Yeah. I, mean, me, I believe you more than I believe myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> If the Bills lose this game, then they're a one-and-done team in the playoffs to begin anyway. So like, they, there's no reason to lose. They know what at stake they know a home playoff game means the world to them in that in this fan base plain and simple um but yeah the the jets they they dominated the jets in new york it should be no different the only difference is it's supposed to pour uh, ah. all game and we know how josh allen is in let's bad weather go zach wilson let's go <laughs> i'm a better quarterback than zach wilson there's not a quarterback over the last 10 years that I have despised as an NFL <laughs> prospect more than Zach Wilson because I think he's an overrated, like Rob Johnson 2.0 level. Hey, I agree with you 100 or 99.9%. This 0.1% being specifically this weekend, I'm going to disagree with you and say Zach Wilson <laughs> is the greatest quarterback outside of Tom Brady because even jokingly, I can't put anyone over Tom Brady. The greatest quarterback outside of Tom Brady to ever uh, grace this fine earth and he will take care of business against the Bills. Do you agree, John? Well, his mom's really hot, so yeah. we can all agree on that. So that, that's enough. obviously very I important. she's my age. I, it, it, probably, I mean, she's probably Brady's age, right? Because he actually shares a birthday with Tom Brady. We didn't hear enough of that last Sunday, except they're 22 years apart. Um, I have a theory on Josh Allen, why he plays so poorly in bad weather. Um, but why does he play so poorly in bad weather, Mike? I mean, obviously, you're close to the Bills. What's the reason? I mean, the guy's 6'5", 240 with a cannon for an arm. He's big, strong, played at Wyoming. I mean, it's like, why doesn't he play well in, in Clement Weather? He thinks, the way it looks is that he thinks, okay, bad weather, I got to try and do too much. 
in yeah. order to he thinks he's got to do too much and or my theory and i don't know if we're on the same wavelength my theory is he wants a dome in buffalo for this new stadium so bad he's going to intentionally <laughs> play terribly in bad weather to convince a dome to be what's built instead of what they want to build which is uh, a stadium that looks kind of like what seattle has which admittedly is an amazing looking stadium and as much as i would miss watching football in the snow in western new york I'd like to see Josh Allen throw it for 400 yards all over the field at home every week. So, but I, that's my theory is that he does it intentionally, but it, it seems every time my, there's bad weather, he tries to do too much. That's so cynical. I love it. Um, but my theory is that he gets too ramped up. I mean, if he just could like some guys look like they don't get ramped up enough. Um, he seems like he just gets so like pumped up that, he, he kind of loses himself a little bit. And sometimes on the road, he's played better because maybe he just concentrates better. I mean, he's, he's played two brilliant games at Gillette Stadium the last two years, and yet he hasn't played as well in Buffalo against the Patriots. So that's my theory on that. But it, back to this game, I mean, Buffalo should win. Uh, this will secure them probably the three seed because if Cincinnati goes out and rests everyone, then, you know, Buffalo uh, will end up being the three seed and probably play the Colts in the first round. And that's the one matchup if I'm a Bills, like, as a Bills fan, and if I'm the Bills, I don't want. They saw right. what Jonathan yeah. Taylor did. It's not like they got to worry yeah. about Carson Wentz. No one has to worry about Carson no. Wentz. Uh, but you saw what but Jonathan Frank Taylor Reich. did to them. Frank Reich has to worry about yeah. Carson Wentz. Is probably the only <laughs> yeah. guy that has to worry about him because he's, he's prone to throwing interceptions in overtime. Yeah, we saw what happened, though, earlier in the season with the five touchdowns yeah. and with Jonathan yep. Taylor. And that's the only team that if I'm the Bills, I go, I don't want to face. Because mm -hmm. I, I personally, until I, I may see it to believe it, and I believe that the Bills would have no shot. It, it would be a tough. It would be a very tough matchup. I mean, but you would also, if you're the Colts, you would have to hope that this is one of the weeks where Carson Wentz isn't bad. And if you've seen his uh, uh, chart from week one, to, it's it's up and down. One week is he's he's good. The next week it's bad. It, it's you know bipolar as much as you can get. Um, so I think that's obviously as, much, as great as Jonathan Taylor is. Carson Wentz can lose you a game. We saw it against New England, uh, how, how much he wanted to lose that game for the, for the uh, Colts. And, and fortunately for them, Jonathan Taylor put the, uh, put the nail in the coffin. So, uh, all right, we got a few more games left. Uh, so we're going to fly through these because, uh, yeah, we're, we're a little overtime, but it's okay. We like overtime here. We like, we like overtime. We're going to, we're going to milk it as much as possible. Um, I'm just starting to have problems breathing with this damn mask on for the last 35 <laughs> minutes. So, so, um, anyways, San Francisco heading to Los Angeles in a, a, a important matchup in the NFC, obviously, uh, Los Angeles is still um, vying for that number two seed. Uh, they currently have the number two seed, but they would likely need to win to keep that. Um, I like Los Angeles in this one. I do like uh, the Rams against the, the 49ers. Um, I do think it's going to be close. It might be the best game of the weekend, uh, but give me the Rams. Agree. I think it might be the best game of the weekend, but I'm going to take the 49ers. Um, Kyle Shanahan, is, I think, is still is an underrated coach for what he even can do with with his team. And even if no matter even if Trey Lance is, is under center, I think the, the 49ers find a way to get it done and get in the playoffs because I don't trust the Rams. I think they have a situation where it's kind of like the Lakers. They have too many cooks mm -hmm. and it's just not working out. I like the 49ers as well. I mean, I believe that um, Kyle Shanahan's won five straight against the Rams. So he kind of owns them. Even when they had a down year, he swept the Rams. 
I'll take San Francisco in this game. They still have that power running game that, you know, can cause problems. And I thought Trey Lance was pretty good last week, you know, so another week more confident. And, and I agree with Mike. I mean, the, the Rams, the Rams are the only team in the NFL that's kind of built like a basketball team where they just bring in all these stars and, and hope it works. And, and the point guards, um, of course, uh, Matthew Stafford, who's got a little Russell Westbrook in him, like he'll throw touchdowns, but also throw pick sixes. So I'll take the 49ers in this game. And that would make the Rams the five seed, which means they'd have to go into Dallas on wildcard weekend. and could elevate Arizona up to the two seed. Next, we have the Patriots heading to Miami, and to uh, to keep my theory or my, my hopes alive, I'm going to pick the Patriots in Miami. Obviously, they played week one um, and lost after a fumble late, uh, gave Miami the ball, but um, <clears throat> the Dolphins made a valiant effort to, to make it to the playoffs. It came up just a little bit short this past week, so they are they are not heading to the playoffs, but I'm sure they'll be eager to play spoiler for the, for the Patriots, so... Um, it'll be interesting to see what this uh, team looks like in Miami in the Mac Jones era. You know, it was always shaky uh, w- during the Tom Brady era for whatever reason. But um, in this situation, I do like them going down south and, and, and taking care of business against the Dolphins. So give me the Patriots in this one. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. So kind of like how you were hoping for the Jets to beat the Bills. I'm thinking Miami over the Patriots. But it's more of a realistic possibility because Miami has always been the thorn in Bill Belichick's side his entire tenure, Um, no matter what. What I am happy about is that Miami did just enough to make a run to the playoffs, not get there, but they made enough to where they'll keep Brian Flores, so they'll keep the mediocrity going at least another season. I like it. I like it. John? You know, I'm not a Patriots honk at all. I think it's going to be a blowout because I think Belichick wants to right the ship heading into the playoffs. Also, Miami, talk about a schizophrenic team, you know, lose the op- win the opening game, then lose seven in a row, then win eight in a row, and then they lost last week, and it was in dominating fashion. Tennessee destroyed them. And I think the bubble burst, so they're just going to kind of sleepwalk through this. And, and I, I cannot watch Tua play quarterback. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Mac Jones either, but Mac Jones looks like, you know, Aaron Rodgers compared to Tua. I, I'm convinced Tua's not left-handed. Every time I see him throw, I'm like, is he really a right-handed guy trying to learn how to throw left-handed? Kind of like Johnny Damon when he would throw from center field and go, is he really left-handed? Um, so I, I think the Patriots in a blowout. Right, Nick, I, I think yeah, I agree on the Tua front. I, he yeah, is not. Ugh. No, nope. Yeah, I, I, I've seen enough to be honest with you. And and like, only they had a first-round pick. Well, and and like, <laughs> look, I the way I look at Mac Jones is like. I like what I've seen so far. I'm not ready to anoint him as, you know, this, that, or the other because it's it, we do that far too often with quarterbacks. I mean, look at Josh Allen. Like, He's totally the other. Yeah. What's that? 
Mac Jones is totally the other. The other? Not this or that. He's the other. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he's <laughs> he I think he's right now going to be a pretty good quarterback. I gotta see how he develops over the next, you know, this yeah, year, exactly. next year. He's a, like you can't he's the best rookie this year, mm-hmm. but he's also in he I mean it people underestimate like the situation you get put in. Oh, sure. Like mm-hmm. you put to, to be fair, you put Trevor Lawrence on the Patriots, the Patriots are probably winning 13 games. Could be, could be. I mean, I, that, but, I mean, that's that's the th- and that's the beauty of this game is because there, there's so many factors that go into what happens, and and in this case, it's like it could happen, and it's like at the end of the day, we could be. I mean, who you know after uh, what the first season after Josh Allen was drafted, uh, or during that first season, I I would beg to 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 say that most people had him probably fourth out of those four quarterbacks. I admittedly. My worst ever take was when I threw a tantrum at a friend's dra- house for our draft party uh, when they took Josh Allen. Did you want Josh Rosen? Hundred <laughs> percent. He was my yeah, number one. I was in love yeah. with that man. Um, yep. Like I loved Baker, but I'm like, you know what? Take when the rumors came out before that the Browns might be taking the smokescreen rumors might take Josh Allen number one. I'm like. Please, because then the Bills won't do something stupid. And then the Bills did something what I assumed to be stupid. It turns out I'm stupid. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it happens to the best of us, man, you know? He's he's the best quarterback from that class, I think, easily. And then followed by Lamar and then, you know. But I'm right with you, Mike. I love Josh Rosen. I like this is the best quarterback in the draft. Um, I, I love the fact him, that he was a I, – I, but he just – I don't know if he really loves football, but I mean, you're all obviously kind of beaten up after you spend one year in Arizona and they trade you and he, he's been on like seven or eight teams. I mean, and, yeah. and again, he's a really bright guy. I wonder if like football is all that important to him. He comes from money and all that stuff, but no Buffalo was fortunate because, you know, they got the best quarterback in, the, in that draft. I believe uh, pretty handily, although I do like Lamar, but I worry about the injury situation with Lamar. Especially because the rumors had it that if the Jets didn't take Darnold at three, the Bills were going to try and trade up to get him. And Oof. man, that would have been whoa! <laughs> We'd be looking yeah. at another twenty he, years. He looks like every like Richard in every you know like eighties movie, doesn't he? Like he Sam does. Darnold, does <laughs> doesn't he? Just look like the guy that like in the, he like of, some movie about the high school Beverly quarterback Hills that was a Richard. He, exactly, yeah, just like the the red hair and the smarmy look and the. Yeah, he just looks like, ugh, I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> I don't know, uh, Seattle's <laughs> heading to Arizona to take on the, the Cardinals. And uh, as much as I, I'm not buying into the Cardinals, because I, I, I think, you know, history has shown that Cliff Kingsbury teams start strong and, and stumble down the stretch, and, and we're getting yet another year of that from him. Um, mm-hmm. I do like them more than Seattle, because I think Seattle's an absolute mess, and um and, and they're on the road. So give me Arizona in this one to pick up the win. Yeah, I'm going with the Cardinals. It'll be sad to see Russell Wilson uh, in his last game in Seattle before he goes to Denver. Uh, mm. But I, 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 it's it's kind of bittersweet. I remember, so I used to write for another site. And during uh, back in during Russell Wilson's rookie year, <clears throat> whenever the hype was all on Matt Flynn, I wrote an article. Like I, had to do, I was given Seattle for the season preview, the team I knew nothing about. Did a bunch of research, watched a bunch of stuff, and I wrote, I'm like, Seattle's going to make the playoffs, and Russell Wilson's going to take over as starter. That's how confident I was. Both those things happened that year, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm a soothsayer. Yeah. <laughs> and, but it just feels kind of 
it's going to be bittersweet of a game because I do think this is Russell and Carroll's last game in Seattle, both or with Seattle, but the Cardinals are going to, Cardinals are going to roll them. They're just not a good team. Seattle. Yeah. Like Arizona, obviously if, if the Rams uh, lose to San Francisco, Arizona could be right there as the number two seed. So I think Arizona is going to win this game. They may have righted the ship last week against Dallas. Um, yeah. Give me the Cardinals. Next last two games of the week. In a MVP clinching performance, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers finish off the Carolina Panthers and uh, get ready for the playoffs. I mean, because at this point, they do have something to play for. There is seeding. Uh, we've talked about the Rams. We've talked about other teams. There is seeding involved in, in, in what uh, the Bucs uh, want to do. So they're going to obviously want to win this game. And I would imagine that um, a little extra uh, attention being paid to some of the other. Uh, and there goes one of my cats running across the, the screen. Um some more attention being paid to some of these younger receivers and trying to find a rhythm between he and Brady. Because again, if the, if the bucks are going to go back to the super bowl and win another super bowl, they're going to have to do it with essentially an entirely different offense than what they had last year. So uh, this would be a good chance for them to kind of work out some, maybe some kinks that they have, but I, I like the Buccaneers in this one at home. And I like a, a MVP clinching performance for Mr. Tom Brady. Bucks are going to win. I don't care how it happens. Bucks are going to win. Yeah. <laughs> The game doesn't matter yeah, Buck, to me at all. Buck should win, and then at halftime, we're going to get a full strip tease from Antonio Brown. Yeah. <laughs> well, he might be doing that during the game. I don't know what else he has to do. He probably will um, be, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, last but not least, we have the, the, the battle of the AFC West. We have the Raiders hosting the Chargers. Um, I like the Chargers in this one, although, again, this is kind of a coin flip game for me. I mean, uh, again, both of these teams are capable of playing high-level football, but then you have some puzzling set, uh, matchups uh, with these two teams. So I do like the Chargers. I do think that they are the better team uh, and obviously have more to play for. So uh, give me them on the road. Give me the tie. <laughs> is that your third one today? We're going to have three ties no. this weekend. No, no, no. This is the one where I really want it because if the ja- I yes, want the Jags to win. That's why I said my heart is hoping for a Jags upset because nothing would be more comical and more stick it to the NFL than watching these two teams just go out there, play hard for three quarters, but intentionally have this agreement of like, let's both get in. I like it. And find a way to tie at the end of the fourth. Going for for intentional safeties and all that stuff. When if I gotta just... pick a winner, I'm picking Vegas. Um, just because I don't trust anything. La La's given me nothing to trust about. Granted, neither team has, but I feel like Vegas are playing more for each other after the whole Gruden thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas La <laughs> is La. But I I want my the scenario to happen. The tie scenario. Yeah, that that would be fascinating, wouldn't it? You know, two teams just nailing for seventy minutes. Take a knee, take a knee, take a knee. You'd be in victory or tie formation for seventy minutes. Um, I got to go with my Chargers, not my Chargers, but you know, my second favorite quarterback, the heir apparent, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert. So I'll, I'll be rooting for the Chargers to make the playoffs because, again, like you know, Ian said they're they're quite capable, or Mike said they're quite capable of beating anybody. And losing to anybody. I mean, they're, they're really an up-and-down team, but I'll, I'll root for the Chargers, plus those uniforms. Actually, this will probably be the best uniform matchup of the week. Give me the powder, I mean, the Chargers me those powder blues. Oh, oh <laughs> my Lord. They're both both teams have gorgeous uniforms. I mean, that's, that's – I wanted Brady to go to the Chargers. 
you know, I, I, thought, I, I, free agent. I, I thought that was a, was a pretty good destination for him. If, you know, if it yeah. would have happened, I mean, I think- just can't root for the, anything with the chargers. I can't because they belong in San Diego. I, I will never, I agree. I agree. I will never, but- I'll just never root for an LA based team. Great, great, greatest <laughs> team theme song ever. <laughs> yeah, now you got a Spider-Man and a, a, a Stefan Diggs dancing <laughs> on camera. All right, folks. We, we've gone far, far over our allotted time limit, but fortunately, fortunately for the folks out there, I am the one who sets the time limit. So uh, we are going to say goodbye, though, and I want to say thank you, Mike, for joining us. We're definitely going to have you on more often. Um, and and uh, folks, 3 o'clock today, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Full Press Radio, on Twitch, full, slash Full Press Coverage, on YouTube on Facebook, wherever the hell you can find media, it's going to be there. Check it out. Uh, brand new show with Mike. I think, I think we settled on, on Mike saves hockey. I think, I think Mike saves hockey. That's right, folks. So tune in today, 3 PM. Give him a follow on Twitter at Mike straw media. You can give us a follow on Twitter at FPC radio live. I am at I G L E N 31. And of course you can find John propping up Aaron Rodgers with his fancy blue check mark over at John Sap 25 <laughs> folks. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the final regular season week of the NFL season. And we'll talk to you on Monday. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.